Good morning, and welcome to Cox Media Houston's Public Affairs Show, FYI. My name is Susie Hanks. In May of 2013, the massive Southwest Inn fire took the lives of four Houston firefighters, uh, Matthew Renault, Robert Beebe, Ann Sullivan, and Robert Garner. And the Robert Garner Firefighter Foundation was established afterwards to continue Robert's dream of being a firefighter and to help train uh, people who want to be firefighters as well. And so with us today, we have Quincy Wade, who is a Houston firefighter and president of the Robert Garner Firefighter Foundation, and Houston Fire Department Senior Captain Rui Lozano, who is also a spokesperson for the department. Good morning, guys. Thanks for coming. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Um, that day was uh, uh, May of 2013. Was it May 31st, I think, the last day of May? Correct. It was May 31st. May 31st. Um, uh, let's talk uh, uh, about that day. Well, first of all, what we want to say is we are talking about this today because there is a big fundraiser coming up for you guys, and we're going to uh, quickly give some information about that. There's a cook-off coming up next Sunday. Where is it, and and uh, when is it, and how do people get uh, information about it quickly. Well, it's next Sunday, January 29th at Lucky's Pub downtown, 801 San Emanuel. Uh, it's a big cook-off with firefighters and food and uh, just a great time. Okay. And uh, if people want to go to that, how can they get information? The website is carbotcookoff.com. Okay. Um, and the reason that we're talking about this is because of the, f- the the fundraiser for the Robert Garner Foundation. And so let's talk about that day in, in May of uh, 2013. Quincy, you are uh, you were good friends with Robert Garner. Um, tell me about uh, about that day. Well, that day, uh, like you said, four firefighters passed away, and one of them happened to be one of my very good friends. And uh, as firefighters, uh, we uh, I think we kind of think we're imp- impenetrable. And that day kind of struck me in a, a different way because one of my actual friends passed away, and it was very personal for me. And so I decided to create an organization to uh, help make sure he's never never forgotten and help people train and educate and kind of let his legacy live on. Yeah. When, when you say that, when you think, I guess you, you guys, are, you're strong and big and tough and you're superheroes and you know how to rescue people, and but this is a very dangerous job that you have. Exactly. Well, as firefighters, you kind of have to believe you're a superhero because you're going into a burning building where people are running out. So mm-hmm. you don't want to run into a burning building and think something's bad's going to happen. Well, that, that obviously is a, possi- that is a possibility, and it happened with Robert Garner. Yeah. And so I think for me it struck me differently because here I am hanging out with this guy, having beers with this guy, and he passes away. I'll never see him again. And so my idea was to just make sure that I did my part to make sure that, you know, he wasn't forgotten. Yeah. You guys really are kind of superheroes. I, I was in a car accident, I remember, in high school, and I, and, and I, was, in the, I was stuck in the car. And um, they were trying to get me out, and I remember this fireman put his arms around me and just kind of held me there and said, you know, hang on, I'm going to be your Superman. And I, was, <laughs> and I still remember that. It's still giving me chills. He really, you know, I was like, okay, I'm good. I was panicking, and I, he just so calmed me down. You guys really do a great job. Thank you very much for everything that you do. Well, I think that's one of the best things about firefighters. If you think about it, every day we go to work is the worst day of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Typically, no one calls 911 because they're having a great day. And you have firefighters that, that get up every single day and jump on that fire truck, and they provide the best service that you can possibly have. Yeah. That was a day that uh, it's Houston's deadliest um, day for firefighters, isn't it, Rui? Absolutely. You know, as the spokesperson, I respond to any fire above three alarms. So I was actually there that day. So forgive me if I get a little bit emotional, but I still remember seeing all my brothers and sisters at that scene. It was an extremely hot day, very windy, and uh, the structure certainly didn't, appear to be something that you would have expected to have collapsed. 
you know, as firefighters, we learn that collapse kills firefighters in numbers, and it's always dangerous. And that's why this foundation is so important because it, it teaches us to learn more and to be more aware and increase that situational awareness. Um, I knew some, uh, I, I knew personally some of the firefighters that died that day. Uh, Ann Sullivan was one of the youngest. I didn't really know her too well other than by the little ponytail that used to walk around the fire department somewhere. You know, that's how everybody called her. And mm. but uh, and and Sullivan. Yeah. Right, yeah. And but um, that day was also interesting because you really saw firefighters come together. You really saw them find that next level. Yeah. The 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 fire started, I guess, in the, the, the kitchen of the restaurant and then spread to the whole building. Is that right? And Actual cause and uh, origin was never quite determined. It was kind of left undetermined. So it allows us to continue any investigation. What we do know is that it looked like that fire started hours before. And unfortunately, 911 wasn't called at that time, allowed that fire to grow. And part of that growth was what really made it where when you arrived on scene, most firefighters think, okay, you have a certain degree of time you can operate before the potential for collapse is actually possible. Well, in this particular case, uh, although we don't have cause and origin, we do know that they were, uh, in, the occupants were saying, we smelled smoke like really early that day. We, we just couldn't find it, so we didn't call. And that's a very unfortunate situation. No one's really to blame. It just was circumstances. And when you arrive on scene, you, you know, you really don't expect a collapse to occur that quickly. But uh, those firefighters definitely did their job. It was an occupied structure and an active evacuation with heavy fire. Firefighters in that capacity, our job is to make sure everyone is out. And unfortunately, uh, when that collapse occurred, not only did we lose firefighters, we've also injured. Let's not forget about Iron Bill Dowling, you know, who was left with... Uh, significant injuries uh, ended his career. Uh, we also had uh, Liv Say, who hadn't been able to return. We, and we had firefighters that were off-duty. I think that day we transported over 20 firefighters. So it was a very difficult day. You know, I was there uh, watching the, tragi- the tragedy unfold and to, to see what was going on. And it's almost like you didn't want to believe it. It was, it was so surreal. I was I sat in that uh, command post. I remember having to give a report. And I just wanted to say, we're still missing firefighters because in my mind, we were going to find them. Of course, we're going to find them. We, you know, there's no way we're going to lose four firefighters in one day. And then the reality hits and you have to mobilize. So uh, it's just impressive that the families and not only with Quincy, with Robert Garner, but all the families have established some foundation in one form or another to help their legacy live on. Yeah. Um, Quincy, you were, uh, did you work with him in the same department or you just had known each other very well? well we knew each other through the Houston Fire Department. Mm-hmm. I've been a uh, Houston firefighter for eight years. And I knew Robert when he came to the fire academy. Uh, he was that guy that, you know, you go to the bars and you hang out and you have a beer and uh, go on vacations together and do different things. And, you know, you just bond with someone and uh, you, you know, you'd really connect with them. And so my idea behind it was to to just raise a little bit of money and, and make sure that Robert was not was not forgotten. Yeah. Were you there that day? I was not that, there that day. I was off that shift. Off that shift. And did you work in the same station together, or you just had known each other through the academy and everything? And- we knew we, we knew each other through friends mm-hmm. uh, from the fire academy, but I was not. A, I do not work at Station sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Robert works at Station sixty eight, and I worked at Station eight in downtown Houston at the time. How long have you been a firefighter? 
Eight years. Eight years for Houston and then two years before that for volunteer. So this month is actually my uh, 10-year anniversary as a firefighter. Oh, well, happy anniversary. Thank you. And uh, and thank you again for everything that you guys do. We are talking about the Robert Garner Firefighter Foundation, and we are talking with Quincy Wade, who is a firefighter and uh, the president of the foundation, and uh, Houston Fire Department Senior Captain Rui Lozano about uh, a fundraiser that's coming up, but also about this wonderful foundation and what it does. Um, Quincy, I, I, I find it fascinating how you came up with this idea for the foundation. Can you share the story about kind of where, were you, where you were and what, what made you start thinking about uh, doing this? Well, just to be quite honest, I think that night was a very emotional day for me, uh, May 31st, 2013. And there's so many things going on in your head. Uh, you want to do something to help. So I was <laughs> kind of a ball, a ball of mess. I was crying on top of firefighters that night and trying to uh, just deal with the grips of what was going on and what was happening and the reality of it. And uh, I think that night, uh, me and a few of my other friends, a few of the firefighters, uh, came up with the idea to uh, help create the Robert Garner Firefighter Foundation. So our ideas were very humbling. We wanted to raise $6,000 because by our standards, we're a bunch of Houston firefighters. We don't know anything about fundraising, uh, management, business, or any of that. Uh, and we've uh, blown that goal by many times over, and we're just kind of excited to do that. what we can do and help firefighters and educate them and train them and just help move that ball forward. Yeah. Um, uh, like you said, there there are foundations that the other um, uh, firefighters, their families and friends have started, but this is the Robert Garner one. Tell me uh, uh, about him and, and, and his family. Uh, Robert Garner had three sisters. He has uh, Lauren, Nicole, and Elizabeth. And they're actively involved with the foundation. They sit on the board, and they help move the foundation forward. Uh, they help with the giving and overall logistics of the events and things like that. Yeah. And so when you were sitting around talking about how you were going to, I guess, carry on his legacy and honor him with the foundation, um, there's lots of different ways you guys could have gone. Why did you choose the education and training of firefighters? I felt that that would have the biggest impact on Robert, and also making sure that we were making a meaningful impact to future firefighters. Uh, one of the things that firefighters can never have too much of is education and training. And we assume we we thought that this would be the best thing to help firefighters move forward, and also make sure that Robert's legacy was still there, and we remember remembered him. Yeah, um, training of firefighters is uh, is always changing. It's very different. I guess with each fire, you learn something, don't you? Absolutely. You know, uh, modern-day firefighting is a lot more complicated. Uh, structures are built of a lot more lightweight material so that they're not able to hold up to a fire in the heat uh, as in a legacy fire or a construction that was, say, 50s to 100 years ago. Uh, the second thing is everything we do today or everything we bring into our occupancies are made of plastic. Plastic being a petroleum product, they, they ignite quicker. They produce higher temperatures. And really has shortened the time where we used to estimate collapse. We used to say that, oh, you have 15 minutes at least of a, in a working fire before a possible collapse. Well, we now we, we shorten that to, you know, you can't even give it a time frame. You have to look at the structure, see what the construction, and what's become inherent to firefighting is to be a student of building construction. And this is what's great about the organization, that the Robert Garner Foundation. They bring vendors from all over the, the country they educate quarterly firefighters on different technology, uh, different tactics, uh, things to anticipate, uh, things to look at, whether it's new construction. You know, uh, 
firefighting is becoming more dynamic. Uh, we're starting to use tools that at one point we never thought would have existed. Who, who would have thought 50 years ago that you would have a camera that can look through smoke, a thermal imaging camera? Unheard of. Now we have them where they can be incorporated into the visor of your helmet. So with all this new technology, it's important to continue to educate. But, you know, dollars, uh, you know, budgets are always tight. You know, uh, we're always asked to do more with less. And training, uh, unfortunately, becomes one of the things that a lot of times gets cut. So it's, it's really important to have organizations like the Robert Garner Foundations that find ways to continue to educate firefighters, that continue to bring more material, whether if they're studying for a promotion exam or if they're just um, a class on some new technology or strategies, and then they still do it at, at our academy. So everybody knows where to go, and it's just uh, it's, it's a great partnership. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny to me that um, construction uh, – I imagine that construction would be, um, I guess, done to prevent fires and to not burn more than it used to. You know that it, there would that there would be standards and things that there would be um, um, codes and guides to make sure that that doesn't happen. But from what I'm hearing, it's just getting harder for you guys. Absolutely, and don't uh, like, there are fire codes, and we do have a great life safety bureau that does their jobs in inspection and enforcing the fire code. But what you got to remember is builders. Ultimately, look at the bottom line. If we, the quicker we can build it and the cheaper we can build it using smaller dimension material, maybe using something uh, architecturally based material like truss construction, uh, makes it easier for them to build and cheaper, but it doesn't sustain, it, it doesn't hold up against fire conditions. And firefighters have to know that. So many times firefighters, even at the stations, they travel this, their own territory. And if something's under construction, we try to go get in there before the walls get put up so we can see what are they using? What is the dimension lumber? Or is it even lumber at all? Is it more of a pressed wood? Is it, uh, are they using new engineering techniques that if one member fails, everything fails? All these things are important. So firefighters have to continue to educate, to train, and to be students of building construction if they want to be safe in today's environment. Yeah. So the Robert Garner Foundation works to provide scholarships to help future firefighters, but then also trains firefighters who are already firefighters and just gives them extra training. Is that right? Correct. Uh, they give extra uh, quarterly training known, uh, was it Back to Basics? Well, Beyond Basics oh, is Beyond one Basics. of the quarterly programs, training programs that we put on with the Houston Fire Department. We provide promotional materials for Houston firefighters. We provide books to kids who want to become firefighters. Uh, we provide a scholarship program that allows kids to go through different fire academies to become Houston firefighters. So tell me about the Beyond Basics, first of all. Who is that for and who gets that and what is that where, and, and where do you do that? Well, Beyond Basics is for any certified active firefighters. Uh, we partner with the Houston Fire Department, and we put on a training program at the Val Yonke Training Facility, where every three months we have different vendors from around the country. Uh, they fly down here. We pay for all of the costs. My mom even cooks the food uh, at the event. And we uh, provide different training that uh, they've never had before. And so we give them uh, just you know different opportunities for um, – for training and, and things in that aspect. Yeah. When when you just said the center, that's another firefighter who was lost in a fire, isn't it? Uh, Yonke, is that uh, right? Val Yonke. Yeah. Well, this is actually, that was actually his, uh, Jay's, Jay Yonke's grandfather. Oh, wow. If I remember, the Yonke family is a huge legacy in the yeah. fire department. Uh, and uh, so we lost Jay at the, um, I think it was, was it the Four Leaf, Four Leaf Towers? Yeah, was, there was a tower fire. Yeah, uh -huh. the Four Leaf Tower. And, uh, but no, but, the, but, the J, the Val Yonke was actually, I think, I think it was his grandfather. If, if I'm, and, and I might be corrected on that one. And uh, 
but hopefully uh, one of the, one of those one of those legacies calls me and tell you no maybe it was an uncle or something like that, but I'm, uh, it's several generations in the Yankee family that have been in the Houston Fire Department. Yeah, that's what I love about the, the Fire Department, Police Department. They, these are family um, businesses, I guess. Right? They, you, you you guys are you know brothers, uncles, cousins, uh, everything, fathers who are who've been doing it before before you. It, in many cases. In other cases, it's somebody who brand new out of the blue decides they want to be a firefighter. Nobody in their family's ever done it before. What's well, an interesting aspect. It's definitely a calling. But I think also if, you, if you're if you a little boy and you grow up around the table a bunch of firefighters <laughs> telling stories, I think ultimately you're probably going to become a firefighter because uh, – <laughs> You, they sit around. And they tell. They talk. They don't just talk about the tragedies, but they talk about the comedies. And it's it's almost it's almost like a storybook that no one else knows. And uh, the beauty of being a Houston firefighter, they don't talk about how much money they earned, or they don't talk about you know things like that. They're talking about the actual calls and the impact, or what what they did at the station with their buddies. So I, I can see uh, a little boy with with firefighters in the family ultimately becoming a Houston firefighter or a firefighter period. Yeah. Just, oh, go ahead. Quincy. Just to emphasize what Rui was talking about. Uh, I remember when the Houston firefighters came to my school when I was 10 years old mm-hmm. and I thought they were the coolest, baddest people in the entire world. But I thought they were so cool. I was kind of snobby towards them because I didn't want to let them know how cool I thought they were. <laughs> but <laughs> we, uh, they brought this smoke trailer out to my school and we went through this house to how to get out of a, a a house that's on fire and how to do it safely and properly. And I still thought they were the coolest, most awesome thing ever. And never in my wildest dreams would I ever think that I would actually be able to be a Houston firefighter. Is that when you decided you wanted to, or is that just kind of when it, when the pet, when the idea? Well, I think at that age, you truly think that they're superheroes and you, there's no way in your wildest dreams you think you're going to become a firefighter. So at that time I just thought there's no way I can do something this cool, this awesome. So Mm -hmm. I just, was in awe of just Houston firefighters at that time. But I, I guess that was the, the planting of the seeds for me to become a Houston firefighter in hindsight. And when, and when did you decide and why? I decided when I was uh, in the, halfway through college at uh, about 20 years old, I decided to become a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And, and why? What made you decide to do that? I think that there, there, there should be a world that we have firefighters and cops. In my opinion, firefighters and cops represent, and military personnel, first responders and military personnel, they represent the altruisticness of society. You have all of these people who are willing to put on the uniform every single day, jump in their fire truck, their cop car, their rig, whatever, and, and pay the ultimate sacrifice for a complete stranger and get absolutely nothing out of it. And I believe that that is what makes America and the world great. And I think that we need... Uh, we need to have people like this in the world that are willing to say that I want to lay down my life for someone I've never met before and have nothing to gain from it. Yeah, We are talking with Quincy Wade, who is a firefighter and president of the Robert Garner Fire a Fighter Foundation and Senior Captain Rui Lozano. We're talking about this um, barbecue cook-off that is coming up to raise funds for the foundation uh, in Robert Garner's name. And it's going to be, again, where is it going to be and when? It's next Sunday. January 29th at Lucky, Lucky's Pubs downtown. It's 801 St. Emanuel Street from 12 to 9 o'clock. And how much is it? Do you it's, get tickets ahead of time or just get them at the door or what? Tickets can be purchased at carbotcookoff.com. You definitely want to purchase them in advance because we're going to increase the price $10 on the walk-up. Oh, yeah. But they're anywhere from $50 to $150. You get unlimited tastings. We have 96000 uh, tastings there, over 120 different foods. You get three beers. You get a concert. You get Tracy Bird. You get... Aaron Lewis, you get Sundance Head, and you get a cool commemorative 
firefighter pint glass to leave with. Wow, and, that's and huge. And don't forget, uh, a majority of the people attending are going to be Houston firefighters. So, And no one knows how to party like Houston firefighters. So come on out and just come hang out with them because they're a unique bunch. They're right. very unique. Single ladies, get out there. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you say Sundance Head, Sundance Head just won um, – what is that? The uh, voice. The voice. voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was massive for us. That that night uh, when Sundance had won the voice, we raised over $20,000 in tickets, just him winning the voice alone. Wow. This is going to be huge. This is great. Yes. Did you ever dream that this foundation would get to be um, doing something like that? Never in my wildest dreams. Like I was trying, like we said earlier, uh, as a firefighter, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We were just some firefighters trying to raise money. We would have never thought that we would be throwing festivals for 5,000 people with Sundance Head and Tracy Bird and all these different bands. Yeah. Um, the foundation has been doing a lot of work. Um, you, you do training and you do like uh, fire academies and things and are, are, are helping with that. With You have been in the past, haven't you? Tell me about that a little bit. Yes. We partner with uh, HCC to create the Robert Garner Firefighter Academy where we provide scholarships to kids who want to become firefighters. Yeah. But currently we work with multiple fire academies to help provide scholarships. Yeah, you do it with a lot of different fire academies. And there's a lot of different ways that people can become firefighters. There's a lot of different routes, correct? Yes, and we're kind of excited about it because of the partnership we had with HCC. We actually have people who went through the fire academy that are actually active Houston firefighters today. And so that's kind of a full circle for us because we provide the books, we provide the scholarships, and we provide the training, and then we actually help them become Houston firefighters. Yeah. You also do the, uh, well, we're talking about books for future heroes. You work with a lot of um, kids before they even decide that they're going to be firefighters, but maybe they're interested. Is that right? That is correct. We work with Fort Bend ISD and HISD. And we provide books to kids who are enrolled in fire service programs. The cost for those books are anywhere from 200 to $300. And we just want to kind of alleviate that burden from kids and their parents and help them become firefighters. Yeah, these are like textbooks and things. Textbooks for kids to become fire to get the certification for firefighting. I love that there are programs for kids who already are interested when they're in that um, when they're that young and in high school. They're already interested in it and they're already looking forward to what they want to do and you guys are helping them do that and I, I guess I'd never really I, I didn't think that that was possible. Well, I think it, it also presents a great mentorship program because if you get uh, someone in high school who's already thinking about becoming a Houston firefighter and they go through, and they meet a firefighter and they're going through this program where the foundation provides the textbooks. It also helps to kind of keep them on that that good path because you know high school is tough nowadays. It's easy to be steered one direction or the other, but you, and, and knowing that if you take the wrong path or make a bad decision, could ultimately say that you cannot become a Houston firefighter is huge. So this is a great opportunity, not just to let's say they don't become firefighters, but they stay on that positive path in life. So I think it's it's a win win no matter what. Yeah, um, the the. Boy, education has just changed so much. These different opportunities we're all realizing, other than just getting your di- your diploma, there's lots of ways that you can start off on your career path way before you even get there. Well, absolutely. You know, to become a Houston firefighter, there's different tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you if you have a military, uh, if you were in the military and you get an honorable discharge, you can apply to become a Houston firefighter just with that, because we're going to honor our veterans. Uh, if you go through one of the academies like Quincy Wade uh, and the foundation sponsor, you become a certified Houston firefighter, you can apply and you'll go through what's called a fast track, which what it means is you're already certified. You're going to come in. If you pass all the, uh, all the uh, application process and you get hired, 
we kind of send you through an abbreviated academy, kind of showing you how Houston does it, and then we get you to the station as quickly as possible. So that's huge. And the last is if you have 60 hours of college, see you're better, you apply, you get accepted, and then we send you to the fire academy, but then you're going to be in the academy for almost a year between EMT school, fire school, and everything. So there's different options, but I t- I'm telling you, the, the, the foundation is doing an incredible job because they're eliminating, they're eliminating the cost, which is always what, what prevents people from doing mm-hmm. things, is I can't afford it. I can't, or, or if you get a scholarship for this part, but what about the books? It's another three, $400. Or what about fire gear? You know, it, you, you got to bring your own fire gear when you go to these. The foundation helps cover all those costs. So that's just huge. What you're talking about is taking someone from the inner city that maybe didn't have, doesn't have those financial resources, and we're going to eliminate that because if you show the character and you show that, that mental toughness in school and you meet the qualifications, we're going we're gonna to get you where you need to be, and that's yeah. great. So that's why I applaud the foundation. Quincy, can you tell me about any of your uh, firefighters that you have sponsored and gotten through who are now working? Well, it's kind of an awesome story, I think. Our, the very first recipient of the Robert Garner Firefighter Scholarship Program was a guy named Connor Sharp, and he went through the HCC Fire Academy, and he's a firefighter at 38. So about six months ago, I actually fought a fire with Connor Sharp. <laughs> and I know who Connor is, and we know he knows who I am, and we're kind of hanging out fighting the fire. And towards the end of it, we realized, like, hey, we – just fought a fire together and you know you're i'm a firefighter today because of you and i think it's those type of stories that you realize that you know we create this foundation with the do something so small and here i am or here we are uh together fighting a fire and i think that that just speaks to the volume of uh its growth and where we can go yeah Wow, that's that's totally cool. I just got goosebumps thinking about that. That's awesome. Um, one more time, the Robert Garner Firefighter Foundation Barbecue Cookoff fundraiser is coming up on January the 29th at Lucky's Pub. And where can people get tickets? You can get tickets on carbotcookoff.com. We also have a Facebook page, or you can call us for if you have more questions or information at uh, 832-659-1630. The foundation, um, you also, um, this is a big fundraiser. You also have a gala every year. And then also you take donations and things too. If somebody wanted to just contribute or if a corporation wanted to contribute or something, you can do that as well? 1,000%. Our normal website is going to be garnerfoundation.com. Or again, you can call us at 832-659-1630 and we can take care of that. And what about volunteers and things? Do you need volunteers for some of these things? And- we always need great volunteers. We partner with the Houston Fire Department, their training academy, and we lean on their cadets for a lot of the volunteers. But we definitely always need volunteers for our, our galas, our concerts, our cook-offs, our pub crawls, all of our different events. We definitely always need volunteers. And if somebody's listening right now who was in, who is interested in being a firefighter or maybe their kids are or they know somebody in the family or so, – or, uh, uh, a young person who'd be interested, can they call you to get kind of guidance and things to you? Definitely. They can call us or they can even call the Houston Fire Department uh, recruiting department and we can both answer those questions. And and one of the best websites you can go to is www.hfdcareers.org. And it it gives you now how to register for the civil service exam, uh, opportunities to come out and try the fitness experience, which is basically an opportunity to see what the physical agility test is all about so that you're not kind of surprised the day of your physical fitness exam. But there's a lot of good information there. So don't forget hfdcareers.org. Yeah. Very good website. Yeah. Do you have to be a super strong superhero or because, you know, Quincy, you're kind of frail looking. <laughs> <laughs> We've called Quincy a lot of things. Frail has not been one of them. You're fragile. You look like you could break. <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to I'm take that one from Quincy. Uh, 
Firefighters come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> you know, uh, you, we do have big firefighters. I'm talking guys that are well over six foot, well over 200 pounds, all muscle, and they could probably knock down a house if they had. But you know what? We also have firefighters that are five foot nothing, 100 and nothing, and, they, and they're just as tough. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call out one of my captains because I love her to death. And her name is uh, Captain Christine Uregas, and she's like five foot nothing, 100 and nothing, wet, you know. And she is the toughest firefighter I've ever fought fire with. So uh, don't let your size be a hindrance, and don't let the fact that you're a female be a hindrance. We have over 100 females that are firefighters, and we're always looking to recruit more females. Nothing should stop you. If anything, uh, you should look at it as an opportunity to challenge yourself. You know, I've seen... Uh, women who were already in their 30s, had families, and decided, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. You know, they became treadmill junkies at the gym and got themselves in shape, and next thing you know, a year later, they're they're firefighters. So nothing should stop you. Nothing should stop you. And now, nor, nor should the cost, because the, the foundation is here to help with some of those costs. But, yeah, we come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the record, you're not very frail looking. No. You're, you know, what are you? I, How much I, do you I weigh? I try not to yeah, be. You're, you're, you're 245 pounds. So. Yeah, you're. Big guy. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I want to say thanks to both of you for everything that you do and for the foundation and the great work that you've done and for helping everybody so much. And uh, it's been really great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Susie. You bet. My name is Susie Hanks, and you've been listening to FYI.